Hey everyone, I hope you're having a beautiful Monday. My name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am bringing you a really beautiful conversation with Andrea Renee today. You might know her for her program, Coaching is Activism, but she is actually doing so many other cool things in the world. She has a podcast and a workshop series and a blog, and we spoke about all kinds of things, but in particular, we went um, to explore anti-oppression approaches in the coaching world, which is, I think, so important. And we also talked about making small businesses more inclusive and how we position ourselves kind of in this marketplace with good boundaries and very clear intentions. So I hope you enjoy that and I hope you get to check Andrea's work out because it's really beautiful and well, you will make your life richer. Few announcements from me. It is Monday afternoon. The leaves are really changing in Scotland. It's so beautiful. I went for another swim on Saturday and it was freezing cold but I felt so alive and was really feeling like I could embrace the cold season this year and also just kind of the contraction that comes with that and just be yeah getting ready to wind the year down and take things a little bit slower. It is almost November now uh, and Scorpio season. It's my birthday soon on the 10th which I'm excited about and I'm thinking about 2020 very gently. I'm not kind of into goal setting mode yet. I'm more in what has worked in 2019, what hasn't, what feels good, what do I want to let go of, that kind of mode. I definitely want to write more zines. I'm really excited about running more free workshops which I haven't done for a little while but if you remember last year 2018 think I ran over 25 free workshops which was really great fun I want to get back to that in a way I haven't set any dates yet but I will run two at the end of the year about closing 2019 in business on a high note whatever that means to you and then I'm going to run a small series in January about setting ourselves up in a good intentional way and building really good systems that will support our work because as you know that is what I'm excited about. So like I said there aren't date yet, dates yet but you can get them in my newsletter and you'll be the first to know they'll be free and you can bring your friends. Otherwise I am shifting a bit more into mentoring which is cool more and more people have approached me for that kind of work and I'm excited for that. I still really love making websites and that's still something I really love doing. So if you want more and if you need tech support this year or if you want support around getting clear about your priorities as we shift into 2020 or if you want a website, let me know. You can book a free feeler call, we can just chat see how that feels and then we can take it from there but now for today's show have a beautiful day thank you for listening actually one more thing i want to add there are some rustling sounds in the very beginning of the interview and i'm sorry about that that was on my end um but they're definitely getting better so hang in there if you like and you should be able to really enjoy the rest of the interview thank you Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for a beautiful conversation with Andrea Renee. I'm really excited to speak, as you know. I am trying to speak more people who are building small businesses um, that are aligned with their values and that have a vision that feels exciting and maybe even revolutionary in some way. So Andrea is doing really cool work. Um, 
I can't remember who first recommended her to me. Hmm. But anyway, it was a like-minded soul, and I love the work that she do, she's doing. There's a uh, coaching program called Coaching as Activism that I've been um, kind of sweet-heartening with for a year now. I don't know, <laughs> maybe that's a German translation that doesn't quite work as a phrase. Anyway, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for making time. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I always like to ground the conversations in the beginning by asking where you are in the world and what nature is like around you, just so that we know as listeners, Ooh. you know, like what, how is this conversation coming to be? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, um, in the U.S., and uh, the uh, nature, <laughs> there's lots of brick. <laughs> And, um, and it's cold. Out. Well, it's like starting to get cold outside, um, which is sad for me. I always put up a protest um, by way of wearing flip-flops until I can't any longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's pretty like clear skies today and um, cool. the sun is out, but yeah. I know it's, it's a little cold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to know kind of how you're describing t your work to someone new. How would you like what kind of words feel best to you right now? And how did you come to do this work? Mm -hmm. So usually if I if I come across somebody that like I'm where I'm assuming that they don't know much about <laughs> um, like coaching or um, like anti-oppression work or anything like that. Like I usually say, um, I am like, I facilitate and I coach and I write about, um, or to support other people that are wanting to make a difference in doing that. And then also supporting businesses that are wanting to be more inclusive and, um, just in general, people that are wanting to look at things like racism and sexism and transphobia and ableism and classism and all of these things and see how they're showing up in their lives and also how they can um, do better for themselves and for others. Um, just um, be more humanizing <laughs> in their in how they show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Can you say a little bit more about how this came to be? Like, did you know pretty early on in life that this is what you wanted to be? Or was it like a journey also to commit to working for yourself? Mm. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I have, it feels like both like something that I have, have chosen and like been intentional about, like, creating and it feels like something that is like was an inevitable um <laughs> and that like I I grew up with um a a coach for a dad a dad for a coach both um <laughs> where my dad has been coaching since I was like a babe um and um, I, so I, I grew up, um, not like super deeply steeped in like personal growth stuff, but it was like, it was around and it was like something that like, like I was reading, um, 
like how to win friends and influence people for teen girls when I was like 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> and things like that. Um, so, and then when I got older, um, when I um, was like 16, late teens into um, like early 20s, I, um, I just, I just, dove in and started to like really really look at I was I was already just questioning my entire childhood like why is the world the way it is <laughs> um and and how can I how can I help how can I help others how can I be supportive um to to the people around me that are struggling with whatever um and um once I was 18 or 19, I just like went super deep into looking at, okay, how can I be the best version of myself? How can I heal? How can I um, grow? And uh, I uh, <laughs> had a lot of different experiences in, in those kind of spaces um, that were were like super helpful, super um, transformative, and also um, super unsatisfying um, because there was so much being missed in terms of looking at not just us as like individuals separate from the culture that we're in, but looking at the culture, looking at um, identity, looking at race and gender and all of the different like social identities that we have that wasn't happening <laughs> in, in most of the spaces that I was connected to uh, online and in person. And, um, and when it would be brought up, it was like, well, like we're working on the individual so that the individual can go out and work on that stuff. And um, <laughs> it's just like, but you're missing so much like right here, like the individual is the stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so that's why that's, that's part of why I created, um, the program you mentioned coaching is activism, um, to have a space for those of us that are in like the coaching self help healing personal growth space. <laughs> um, and, and also like therapy and counseling and all of that, like, um, to look at what, like, how, how is this all connected? Um, how is the client that I'm seeing connected to uh, the, the, the systems that we're, we're connected to? How, how are they connected to um, our history? How, how, what, um, cultural influences are making their experience what it is right now. Um, and also how can I show up and lead in a way that, uh, and serve in a way that doesn't just support the individual, but also supports cultural change in happening. Um, and yeah, and I, I did that and I created that program in my last semester of college. Um, and 
and just kept doing it <laughs> um, so after I graduated. Um, and, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing. That makes a lot of sense to me. And also, if anyone wants to expand on this idea of the individual in the self-development world, you have a really beautiful article on your website. I think it's called Why the Self-Development Industry Isn't Changing the World. Is that right? Yeah, why why the self-help industry isn't changing the world. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I know people just take things in in different ways. I find it really helpful to read that. So, yeah. Um, I really love, or I feel feel like you're very generous with sharing your thoughts and bringing people in whether or not they can work with you directly. And I would love to know at this time in 2019, what is important to you in building community around your work or how are you approaching this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's what's super important to me right now is that like I'm actually building relationships. <laughs> um, that it's not. I think in especially in like online marketing, there's kind of this this like faux relationship building of like the no like and trust where um, the the relationship goes one way. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it's like the, the fan or the follower or like the student, um, is in a relationship with a teacher, but the teacher or whoever, a leader, whatever, isn't in a relationship with the, um, student, whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> so many different words for all these things. Um, and I, um, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, for the work that I'm doing, um, where it is in essence relational, like talking about um, leadership, talking about oppression, talking about um, liberation, these are all relational topics. They do not exist if we are not in relationship with each other through like one-on-one relationships, group and community relationships our relationship to the system to institutions to culture like it's all relational and um if i'm not building um and like actively connecting with with new people connecting with people that um are resonating with my work i what am i doing <laughs> um what what am i really up to um so for me because the relationship is so important like and just in like how i show up on social media and in my email and everything i try to actively <laughs> connect with and and relate with um as many people as i can as many people as like that that are reaching out to me. So, and, and that's been like a practice. It's hard for me to do because um, it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> um, even just like on Instagram, if I get a DM from somebody, I'm, I'm trying to make it a practice to like actually respond or at the very least like it. Um, and that's, yeah, it's, that's always been tough for me but I'm getting better at it (laughs) yeah that's super relatable to me I I always 
I also have been thinking about this somewhere, especially this year, and like really craving the intimacy and the dialogue that goes both ways because mm -hmm. that's lighting me up as well. It's It feels nourishing to me to know how what I'm sharing is landing with people and how they yeah. process and work with that stuff. And also as someone who really loves other people's work, I'm always excited when there's space for real connectedness rather than just passive consumption. Um, yeah. But you're totally right. It takes a lot of energy and I'm such an introvert. And so I'm really like, and yeah, creating these spaces yeah. where this is possible in a way that's mutually respectful and boundaried and nourishing is really big work. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a big piece too, like the, um, the passive consumption. And um, I feel like in, in the work that I do as well, like there's so, there's, so much content um and not even there's not enough but there's a lot <laughs> um and there can always be more but there's there is a culture within um the the groups of people that are interested in social justice social change um dismantling the patriarchy and white supremacy and all of that there's this culture of just like absorbing information and, and more and more information, but there um, is very minimal relating around that, that information. Um, there's very minimal like exploration of like, well, what did like you like this? Like I've, I've started to like, if somebody um, responds to an Instagram story or like an email or um, whatever, I've started to like ask them, like, well, what did you get out of it? Like you said, it's like, this was like really amazing. What, what was it? <laughs> um, that was amazing. <laughs> like, I would love to hear what, what you got from this. Um, because otherwise it's just like, it's just more information. It's just like an insight, which an insight will not change the world. Like action will and um, understanding and, and shifting how you're showing up through that understanding well. And so, Yeah. Mm, yeah. Thank you for calling me generous. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more how your relationship to social media and marketing has changed over time. So I think, well, I will talk very briefly about myself, but I don't mm -hmm. want to take up too much space of that. But I think that there's been a real shift, and I wonder if you've seen that too, where I started this business five years ago and there were so many trends at the time. Like there was Facebook groups were really big. And then I remember I think was it called Periscope, where you were live on this little Twitter thing. Yeah. I was so anxious about it. I made myself, tortured myself, and <laughs> did it once. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so not my platform. Mm -hmm. And kind of like having lived through several cycles of these different trends now, I feel a lot more grounded in what I can do and what I have to offer and what I can't offer and mm -hmm. what feels feels like the wrong kind of, you know, way to spend my energy but it's a, yeah. it's been a real process because I didn't have anyone in my family who had worked for themselves or I didn't know anyone who was doing this so I was really especially in the beginning super keen and looking towards other people to see how they did it and tried to copy as best as I could and it took mm -hmm. me a while to gain the confidence to be like oh actually this feels shit and there must be a better way and and I'm kind of reaching into the darkness into what I'm hoping for, even though I, if, even if I don't really know exactly what that could look like yet. Um, mm -hmm. so I would love to hear more about what that's been like for you. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> the era of Facebook groups um, <laughs> and Periscope. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, and it was a very short one. Um, so I, um, I, I like started to really dive into like the online business world around like five or six years ago. Um, and, and yeah, at first it was like, I'm just like, I just want to see like what everything is. And I just like, let me just like tap into all the different like kinds of, (laughs) of, um, like ways that you can like market. And I was, I was, I listened to so many podcasts about marketing and business and, um, signed up for so many webinars and um challenges and like so many different things but just like gathering a ton of information and that tends to be how I work like and when something is new to me I just like I like dive all the way in (laughs) and like engulf myself in it and then I have to like pull myself out for air and (laughs) be like okay I can't do all of these things. I can't keep going at this rate or um, I like the, like being engulfed in this is not sustainable. <laughs> um, what, how do I want to like move forward? And with social media, it's, um, it's shifted and changed. And I've done a lot of like experimentation to see like what feels good. And um, I think um like for a while or really like the growth of coaching's activism was mostly done through Facebook. <laughs> um and uh like that article, um, Why a Self Help Industries and Changing the World that like went kinda like a little tiny bit viral um on Facebook. Um and uh that and that like sparked um everything for for coaching as activism because it introduced me to so many amazing people um but i was on facebook for a while and that was like my main source of output <laughs> my main um place where i was like showing up and like sharing my thoughts and content and and all of that um and yeah and like I wasn't super like I had joined a lot of Facebook groups but I was over real quick and um but I was in a few like key Facebook groups and both of them blew up in a way (laughs) um because of the uh the topics and the the way that it was managed um it's it's really hard to have um anti oppressive liberatory conversations over in a facebook group <laughs> it's really really difficult um especially if you don't have the right support for that uh so I was on Facebook and at a certain point I got, I was like, I 
started to show up more on Instagram and um, I just, and I think showing up more on Instagram stories, especially, I'm not a huge fan of posting on Instagram, but I'll do it because that's what (laughs) you got to do just to keep yourself relevant sometimes. And, um, but I just love, I, I love, I love being, um, one on video <laughs> and two, I love like being live or like more so in the moment with people. Um, then like, I'm not, a, I've never been a huge fan of like blogging and Instagram is kind of like micro, <laughs> uh, micro blogging and with the posts at least. And, um, just never been super into it because it's so, it can be so static. Um, but the like Instagram stories and, um, if I liked Facebook more, I would do like a lot more Facebook lives. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, having that, that space, um, has, has been really cool. Um, I just, I I think my relationship with social media has um, I've never felt uh, like addicted or like felt like I have to see what's happening. Though I turned off all my notifications for social media um, <laughs> a while ago, and that changed my life. Um, just to like get away from the constant like notification of like something's happening. And um, cause it just like, it takes my attention away from whatever else I'm doing. Um, So I don't know if I'm answering your question. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of winded for most of us, isn't it? And there's ebbs and flows and excitement and needing boundaries and needing a break, but also loving the space and having it to share and connect with other people. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit of a jump in topic, but I'm wondering if you're up for talking a little bit about how you're working with anger at the moment. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a big jump in topic. We can do it, though. Um, I, how am I working with anger at the moment? Um personally or like in my work <clears throat> i mean whatever you feel like sharing i just love that you <laughs> ended your website with um with love anger and wishes for liberation i think is that right and i think that's just so important <laughs> well anyway <laughs> I, think I know what you're talking about though yeah, exactly <laughs> um, i was just like yeah i'm really missing anger in a lot of spaces i think talking about anger is really important and it's a really, yeah, it's just a really important tool. I think that things like shame or um, or guilt or like this kind of awareness that something needs to shift in itself is not constructive. It, nothing will happen from that. Well, you know, mm-hmm. unless it is kind of atomized in some way. And I think anger mm-hmm. is a really important ingredient in that process of alchemizing things. Yeah. Um, again, I might be mispronouncing that because anyway, but I think you, you know what I mean. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, whether that's personal or like collective or in your business, I would just love to hear what comes up for you. 
Yeah. Um, I think the, the way related to my work that I, I mean, it's all related, <laughs> um, but I generally, when I like, I have to be in relationship with my anger in order for me to like sustainably show up um, with the work that I'm doing because there, when I'm like looking at all of the different, the, like the, the subtle intricacies of the ways in which we dehumanize each other and we devalue ourselves and each other and, um, and dismiss and disregard and, and all of those things. Um, they're like, there's anger. (laughs) Um, and not, necessarily at anyone in particular but just at like the reality that um that it's it's here and that it's been cultivated um these ways of being are not new we didn't just start doing um doing these things and behaving and and relating with each other in this way um it's been something that has been cultivated uh over hundreds and thousands of years and um and it's it's enraging that like people are are dealing with it um and and having to navigate it and um and that people are are dying and um we're in pain or near death or whatever um because of these various systems and institutions and all of that so I got to be pissed off about that on a daily basis. Like I have, like I am because I am aware <laughs> um, and I have to like allow that to exist. Like I, um, I am not able to fully show up at a hundred percent, 90, 80%. Um, <laughs> if I don't have, if I'm not connected to my anger, um, so that's that's kind of like what I mean by like the um, the work or like the website or whatever is powered by um, love, anger, and vision. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and that anger comes from love because I I want um, I love I I I love everyone, <laughs> um, and I love this planet, and I love like all that lives and I want um each of us to have um the the experience of life that we desire um and to not be in suffering to not be in in unnecessary pain um so that's one thing and then for me (laughs) personally and it's connected to work um what I'm the way that I'm working with anger right now is really tied to honoring my standards and requirements and wants and desires. Um, and getting to a place of, um, I just, I, I grew up, um, and up until like very recently, like I, what I wanted was not even on the table. Like even thinking about like, this is what I want. Um, 
just on a daily basis. Like I, I can think about it big picture. Like I can think, I, I could think when I was looking at what I would do after high school, <laughs> like I could think about what I wanted there, but <clears throat> um, just like in relationship with friends and family and um, it, it's not, it hasn't been something super easy for me to access my want, my desire um, for me to give space to um, and allow to exist. Um, and I have been getting to a place of um, <laughs> more anger, more like upset and more like, no, <laughs> um, around my wants and desires and standards and requirements and all of that, just for like, just for how I would want to live my life, how I want my, the space that I live in to feel how, like what kind of relationships I want to be a part of. Um, because I've, I realized that I've like bypassed so much of what I want, what I need, um, what helps me thrive. Um, I, so I've gotten to a point of like, what are you doing, Andrea? Like, <laughs> what are you, like no, <laughs> this isn't going to work anymore. Absolutely not. Um, and that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it feels nice to just be in the space of someone who is in that place. It fuels me too. And it reminds me that that's something I really want to revisit for myself mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So important. Um, I'm wondering, maybe this is a very abstract question, but you can take it anywhere you like. Like, what are you excited about at the moment? I'm sometimes in this really deep gratitude of the tools and the software and the ways of connecting we have now and the people that we get to work with. When I think about my life 10 years ago when I was employment and employment deeply unhappy and really unable to hold down this job, really... Um, just like lacking, like you said, the access to even knowing what I wanted and needed. Um, I feel so excited about so many things that are now in my life and that are now possible. And at the same time, yeah, like you said, there's also this anger and the awareness and the desire for things to be different. And I'm wondering, yeah, I really don't have any idea specifically about which area in your life I'm asking about, but I'm just wondering what you're excited about at the moment. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> so much. I was actually, I was having like a, a bit of a, like a love fest for my apartment um, last night at way too late o'clock um, with my, my roommate slash cousin um, slash best friend slash brother. Um, <laughs> he, um, he and I have been living here for like a year, almost two years. Um, and I was just I was just looking around and I was like I really love this place like I really love this apartment I'm like I'm so grateful and I realize like I'm in a constant state of gratitude for this place like not all the time but it's pretty like <laughs> it's it's pretty constant um because it that it just has so much of what makes a space feel good for me um And I'm just, I'm really excited that I was able to find this place. It is a gem. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing. And um, I, uh, I am 
excited about in general for myself, the ways that I am growing um, and the different (laughs) decisions that I'm making due to my, and a part of my growth, Um, especially around like my work and my like um, intimate, close relationships with friends and um, romantic interests and, (laughs) um, and everything. I think, like I've I've just started to, in terms of relationships, started to take more responsibility for the the kinds of relationships that I want, um, the kinds of like just like best friendships that I want, um, and and really go after that, which is so fun and brings so much joy and love into my life um and um and then in terms of work I am uh I'm I have opened myself up more (laughs) to being a lot more visible um and I'm actively like shifting things that I'm doing ways that I'm showing up to to support that uh and that's been something that like I've struggled with my entire life um, is like knowing that often when I speak, people listen and not wanting that power, (laughs) not wanting that responsibility um, and avoiding it. And I realized that for the entire time that I have been coaching and since I started my business, I've been kind of like hiding <laughs> um, and and like siphoning away my brain and like wisdom and insights and thoughts and ideas and everything into containers that are too small for it. Um, and that's not okay. And it's not sustainable. And um, it's like suffocating my soul (laughs) um and I I have been realizing over this past year just how like much it affects me and even though like showing up on a um more visible level like a bigger level is terrifying that's the thing that will like allow me to keep going (laughs) um and so I gotta bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited yeah. about it. <laughs> Great, yeah, me too. Um, I'm wondering, as a follow-up, kind of, um, if you have feelings or ideas about ways in which you or we are being received that make being visible easier. I think that was a grammatically very questionable mm-hmm. question. <laughs> but you, so like, what what makes it easier for me to show up more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the ways maybe that your work is being received or in, in the spaces that you would like to be part of, yeah. Yeah, I think it's in one part me taking care of myself around and having boundaries around how I engage with others, um, especially on social media. <laughs> um, I and And really prioritizing, like I put the majority of my energy and 
um, and like brain space into spaces where I'm being paid Um, and, and not giving that time and energy to random folks that are engaging with my stuff. Not that they don't matter. They do. (laughs) Um, But I don't need to give my time and energy to every single person that comes across my work right now. Um, I have to have boundaries around it. So that's one thing. And then in terms of how people engage with me, um, I, part of one reason why I have started to be more intentional about responding back when people reach out um, is because I love that. (laughs) I love when people reach out and if I don't, if I don't respond, then it's more, it's more likely that they won't like keep like sharing their thoughts or ideas with me. Um, or even just like their reactions to content and stuff. (laughs) Um, but if I do respond, then there can be like this back and forth. Um, and, and, um, for me, what, you know, my, um, one of my, my top love language is words of affirmation. (laughs) And, um, and I just, it's, it's so important to me. I want to know when I'm putting stuff out, um, how it's resonating with people, how it's, how it's sitting with people. Um, it's so important. I think with, with my podcast, um, I have, I have gotten, there's like one person that has like shared with me (laughs) that um, they they're like, I love the podcast. I've listened to every episode Um, (laughs) and I hold on to that. I hold on to that person Um, because (laughs) like, otherwise I'm like, am I like, is what I'm doing actually doing anything? Um, And with podcasts, especially like you, it's very hard. You have to like, create some ways to have a back and forth. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, it like, that is what supports me is trying to like, like latch on to and remember and like put into a stockpile (laughs) all the times that people respond to my work and, and say that it's like shifted something for them or that, um, that it meant a lot or that it like made them think about something differently or whatever. Um, but really holding on to that mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feedback folder too. I think that's so important. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as, as one of the last questions, I'm wondering what you're hoping to experience or grow into in 2020. There's, there's so much. Um, <laughs> I, so one thing that I'm working on right now is um, building a super sustainable and like cohesive structure and team um, and like systems within my business. Um, and that, 
requires me to ask a lot more of like what I want <laughs> um, and and be really super clear about what what are the things that I that I want how do I want things to look how do I want things to be done and, and all of that and I think in 2020 there's um, I'm just I I'm moving more into not being the one that does everything anymore and into like delegating and like managing. Um, and that requires a slightly different skill set. <laughs> um, and a lot of like patience and, um, like humility is not the word, but like a willingness to like step back and like let things like release control. Um, and I think there's just more of that for me in 2020 because um, there's so, I mean, my intent right now is to get my current business to a current, uh, to a place where it's, it, it doesn't require me to be in the weeds every single day. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but part of that is because there's another business that I am going to start sometime within the next couple of years, <laughs> um, that is, is similar, but different. And, um, it will require a lot of my energy and time. And, um, and I want the work that's happening on this end of the business, um, to, continue going like I, I I think it's important and I don't want it to go away so I need to figure out a way that it can continue and I and I'm still a part of it but um where I can step away and work on something else um so that's what I'm I'm looking forward to <laughs> in cool. 2020 and I'm also like yeah, I'm just more intentionally working on building my platform, bringing more people like into the work that I'm doing. Um, I have been struggling with the prospect of writing a book for a long time, but I think I've made a breakthrough. So there might be one of those coming soon. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's lots of exciting things. Yeah, cool. That's exciting. Um, is there anything else you would like to share or would you like to tell us what you're offering currently and where people can find you or anything else that you feel like you want to be said before we go? Yeah, well, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, I, oh, right now the things that I have available to work with me to to dig into uh, work around um, leadership and like um, putting your your values and your vision um, out into the world through your life and your relationships and your work and all of that. Um, I have my workshop series called Revolution of Values, um, where. And it's inspired by a speech that Martin Luther King did um, a year before he uh, was assassinated. 
um, it is um, a space where each month, not exactly every month, but most months in the year, <laughs> um, we're digging into a specific value and uh, looking at okay, how, how do you hold this value? What, what does this value mean to you? Because values are not something that um, we, we, values are something that we take for granted. And we think that like other people understand the same way that we do. But if we value love, every single person has a different understanding of what that means and how that looks. So, um, which is fine like and beautiful and wonderful and that's great actually um but like let's look at it what does that mean for you what is um the specific values that you hold what does that mean for you how do you want to put that into practice what are some of the beliefs and ways of being that are getting in the way of you really living that value the way that you hold it um and um yeah and how can you show up more with what you're holding inside of you. And um, so that's one thing, revolution of values. Um, and then also um, I have my program, Liberatory Leadership, which is um, I think only open twice a year um, for, for uh, new people. Um, but applications are generally always open. Um, and that's a space for um, just to go deeper into that work that was happening in, the, in Revolution of Values. Um, but looking at how you show up with integrity, um, how do you fully own and use the power that you have, um, and how do you like serve um, in radical ways and bring all that you have, all that you are, to how you're showing up in the world and um, actively work to dismantle cultures and create new cultures and ways of being that better support the values that you hold, the vision that you have, liberation, and so on and so forth, justice. Um, so those are the two, those are the two big things. Um, that I have available. <laughs> then I also have my, my podcast, A Call to Serve, um, as well. Yeah, and you're on Instagram, right? I am, at Andrea Renee J. Cool, and we'll link to everything in the show notes as well. Andrea, thank you so, so much. It was really beautiful to talk to you. I'm grateful for your time and for what you shared, and I'm excited to share this with everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.